You're listening to the Elevate Main Podcast. To learn more about Elevate, visit our website at www.elevate.org.ph. We hope you enjoy today's talk. I just want to greet you. Happy Valentine's. It's the love month. And uh, I hope that all of us will experience the extraordinary love of God this month. Because, of course, it's not just about the human love that we experience. It's more of God's love that we need to experience. And that's why we are in this series. We are starting off this series called Convos with Love. So why is it entitled Convos with Love? It's entitled that way because a lot of us, we have questions about love. Can you ask your seatmate, do you have questions about love? What do you want to know about love? love about maybe what you want to know is how do I respond when someone is like this? How do I know if it's the right time or whatever that is? So it's a very important topic. It's a very important series. I think all of us or maybe majority of us, we want to learn more about love. Hopefully to protect us from wrong relationships. Hopefully to prepare us for the right relationships. And hopefully to guide our hearts as well. Because a lot of times, we get hurt because of our wrong decisions. Can you ask your seatmate, tama ba yon? Nasaktan ka na ba? Alright? So we all have experiences like that. And that's why this is a really nice topic. And it's not just here, but nationwide, we are doing this series. So in our first um, week, as we talk about convos of love, the question that I want to answer is this. Can we post that there? How do you handle your feelings, your emotions? Let's just say you, you have a crush, okay? Who among you meron kayong crush? Daming nagsisinungaling sa Elevate. Okay lang, sige. So, I mean, all of us, I believe, right? At one point of our lives, we had that feeling, that emotion that's stirring in our hearts because we like someone or we have this attraction uh, of someone and we keep on thinking about that person. And, and that's normal. It's normal to like someone. But the problem is, what if it's out of control? What if you don't know how to deal with it? You just cannot stop it. You just want to be in a relationship and it's the wrong time. Or you want to be in a relationship and it's the wrong person, right? So how do you deal with that kind of, of emotion? Or for example, you have an emotion that is heartbreaking. You like someone who doesn't like you back and it's just so devastating. Just like this post that I saw online. Tinan niyo tong post na to, ah. I saw this. Uh, did you see this? Okay. I think, uh, uh, I don't know kung ABS-CBN ba nag-post, but let me read this for you. I posted it here. Sabi nung person, sabi nung person, Dear Eman, Sorry Eman, hindi kita crush. Eman, kasi may iba na akong nararamdaman at hindi ikaw ang para sa puso ko, Eman. Ang nararamdaman ng puso ko ay si Inoy. Siya ang nararamdaman ng puso ko at hindi ikaw kasi ang payat mo at hindi ka kumakain ng gulay. Pero sorry talaga, Eman, okay? So what's the lesson? You eat vegetables. Okay, that's not the topic for today. But receiving letters like that, of course, it's, it's quite painful. I remember my first heartbreak. It was in grade school. I like someone, I gave her, I think, chocolates during Valentine's Day. It was, Feb, I think, around Feb 14, grade 4 round on, okay? I like this girl. And then, she gave a letter to one of my friends just to give it to me. Because she couldn't, I don't know, she, maybe she was ashamed of what she's gonna say. But she gave this letter, and then nakasulat lang sa letter, I'm sorry, you're just my friend. Okay, so hindi ganito, pero one-liner lang. I'm sorry, you're just my friend. I had two of those experiences already, and it's quite painful. So how do you deal with that kind of emotion? How do you handle your feelings? Because a lot of people, they go to different extremes. For example, you get hurt, or you're ex- you have this feeling of, 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 on someone, you like someone, and they don't know how to manage that. Either they just pursue it right away, kasi feel ko eh. And a lot of people would do that. I like this person, this is what I feel about this person, so I'm gonna pursue that right away, kahit na other people are saying it's wrong. Or I got hurt, and then I will hurt back that person. And other side naman, some people would just you know, I'm not going to do anything with this. I'm just going to let it stay there and hurt me. And I'm not going to, I'm just going to stay at home because I cannot handle this anymore. So two kinds of extremes. But there's a proper way to handle our feelings. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Because what I realize is, a lot of you have been hearing messages about love, okay, that God wants us to wait, God wants us to trust Him. And we know that. But the problem is, 
it's so hard to go against our feelings. For example, you want to diet, you want to lose weight, you want to, you know, have a fit body, but then suddenly your friend ordered your favorite food that is unhealthy and then binigay sa'yo. Of course, it's so hard to control that. Or let's just say you want to have high grades. You want to stop playing computer games because it's the exam season. But then one of your friends approach you, pinakita yung up, bagong update ng favorite game mo. So it's so hard or bagong update ng favorite series mo. And you know that when you see that, you're gonna get addicted again. You're gonna dwell on that again instead of practicing self-control because it's very hard to manage our emotions and to say no to it, especially if it's shouting so loudly to our minds. So how do we deal with that? And you know, that problem is not just our problem because look at in the past. In Mark chapter 10, so the Pharisees were talking to Jesus about a law that they were all practicing, and this is what the Pharisees said. They came, tested Jesus by asking, Lord, is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife? So Jesus knows their mind, what their convictions are, so he asked them, what did Moses command you. You study the Pentateuch. You study the first five books of the Bible. You know Exodus. You know the law. So what did Moses say? Because you said that you follow Moses. And then they said, well, what we found out is Moses permitted a man to write a certificate of divorce and send her away. If you read the scripture, it's there. Eventually, Moses gave a law. Now, okay, since this is happening, immorality is happening all around, and you cannot stand your spouse, so might as well, I will allow you to have this certificate of divorce. But guess what Jesus Christ said? It was, let's read this together, it was because of your hearts were hard. Because your hearts were hard that Moses wrote this. In other words, not everything that God allows, God permits. Or God is, is, is open to, or this is His desire. Not everything that God allows to happen, He is for it. It doesn't mean like that. When this happens, that yes, okay, God allowed Moses, again, you can file that certificate of divorce. Because the people had hard hearts. They were disobedient. It's not the will of God. Not everything that God permits is God's will. Not everything that God allows is God's will. He just allowed it because it's ulmo. Can you look at your seatmate and ask your seatmate, matigas ba ulo ko? Oh, you don't need to answer, okay? Because the truth is our heart, our mind, we're just hard, hard, hard-headed. Diba? Ang tigas lang talaga ng ulo natin. Just like the Israelites, they know the law, they know that God hates divorce, that's God's will, but because our hearts are very hard, we force what we want. You know what I realized? We force what we want even if we know it's wrong. And hopefully, in today's message, we will not force it even though we know that it's gonna hurt because gusto mo eh. But because you know it's wrong, you're not going to force it. But because you know it's wrong, you're not going to dwell on those things. But experience, okay, sige, self-control, waiting, trusting God. That's why for you to be able to develop that, this is our point in today's message. Let's read this together. One, two, three, go. Pursue the right convictions. Can you tell your seatmate? One, two, three, go. Pursue the right convictions. My prayer is every young person that is part of Elevate or who will go with us in this journey in Elevate, when you're in high school and college, every single person will have these right convictions because it's going to protect you, because at the end of your, your, your journey towards marriage, if God willing, you're going to get married, you will see God's blessing. You will be protected and you will be blessed. That's why we need to pursue the right convictions. What's our message again? Pursue the right convictions. So what are these convictions? Let me share with you four things. Four convictions that I pray will be in your hearts. This is very basic for a lot of you. For some of you, you might be thinking that this is the first time I heard it. Well, good. At least now you will know. But for a lot of you, you know these things already, but somehow these are not your convictions. Somehow, it's so easy for you to give in to the wrong convictions. Somehow, pag may cute guy na na alam mong mali, you're just gonna give in and give your heart. Or pag may cute girl na na alam mong wag mo na, you're just gonna give in right away. Because I've encountered that many times. I've counseled a lot of people like that. And it's just so 
mind-boggling. They know the right thing, but they just pursue the wrong thing because we, it's so hard to, to deal with our hard hearts. It's so hard to go against that. That's why we need to have the right convictions. When I say the right convictions, conviction is a firmly held belief. In other words, this is a strong, a firm stand that you have on something that you believe is true. And dapat, yung thing that you believe is true is really the truth. For some people, they have the wrong convictions. For some people, they believe in something and it's hurting them because it's not what God wants for them. That's why we need to pursue the right convictions. What's our message again? Can you tell your seatmate? Pursue the right convictions. So let me share with you four things. Number one conviction that I want you to have is the right person conviction. What does that mean, Kuya Marty, that it's the right person conviction? It means you look for someone who loves the Lord. Now, some of you, this might be your first time here. Someone invited you. And maybe you're wondering, why is this person inviting me here? I don't, I don't like these things. But somehow it's interesting. Maybe that person wants you to love the Lord. Because a lot of people in this country, they know the Lord, but they don't love the Lord. There's a big difference. When you love the Lord, you're going to follow the Lord. When you love the Lord, you surrender to His will. When you love the Lord, He is your Lord, your God, and He is your Savior. That's what it means. So you look for someone who loves the Lord. Why? Where can we find that? It's a very familiar passage in 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Let's read this together. Do not be yoked together with... Oh, clear and clear. What does that mean, Kuya Marty? Do not be yoked together with unbelievers. That phrase means you're committed to each other. Do not be committed with someone who doesn't love the Lord. That's an unbeliever, doesn't love the Lord. Do not be committed. So for example, you're in a relationship. That's commitment. Do not be committed with someone who loves the Lord. Bakit naman kayo ganyan, Paul? Why are you saying this, God? And then Paul explained, for what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Right? It's just like two different teams na magkaaway talaga and then pinagsama mo pero magkaiba yung goals nila. It's not gonna work. If this team, this is his goal, and this team, that's his goal, and you put them together, it's not gonna work because they're gonna pull each other apart. So imagine if you're in a relationship, you love the Lord, the person love, doesn't love the Lord, and then you talk about, let's say, oh, what do we do on a Sunday? Or what do we do with our money? Or what do we do with our business? And this person says, no, let's cheat because we will earn a lot of money. No, that's not in my heart's conviction. Imagine the convict that you're going to experience every day just because you're together with someone who doesn't love the Lord. It's for our protection. And look at what he says here. Look at the next part. Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? That's why Paul was warning us, do not be committed, yoked together with someone who doesn't love the Lord. And he further explained in verse 15, what harmony is there between Christ and Belial? Belial is like a Greek form of devil, demon, Satan. So what is the harmony between that? Because Satan will always go against God and Christ will always you know, rebuke and go against the works of Satan. They're not going to be together. It cannot be because different convictions, different desires. And what does, have a, a, what does a believer have in common with what? An unbeliever. Yeah, they are both human beings, but their convictions are different. What agreement is there between the temple of God and idols? For we are the temple of the living God. You see, Paul wants to protect us. God wants also to protect us. That's why this is written. That's why, what's the, first per, what's the first conviction? Right person. Right? You look for someone who loves the Lord. And you know, when we, when we mention this to people, you know what they say? Napaka-exclusive the money God. I thought God is loving. Bakit ganun? Diba? If we love people, then even if this person doesn't love the Lord, I will love that person because he loves everybody. Eh, right? And they use that argument. Diba, William Marty? Nilalove ko naman tong person na to. Eh, love ba niya si Lord? Hindi, pero kaya yan. It's gonna work out. Eventually, as I keep on loving this person, you know, we're committed. He's gonna, or she's gonna love the Lord. But the tendency is, we're the one being pulled away. 
I've, I've seen that many times. We are the one being pulled away. That's why the conviction as early as now, right person, the one who loves the Lord. Why is God very ex exclusive? Do you know that God is very exclusive? Some people are saying, yeah, God loves everyone. Yeah, and that's the truth. God loves everyone. But not everyone goes to heaven. He's very exclusive. Let me prove to you that He's very exclusive. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world, He loves everyone, right? He gave His one and only Son for everyone. But what's the condition? That what? Whoever believes in Him shall not perish. So the condition is those who believe will not perish. But those who doesn't believe, will they perish? Of course. Kasi wala dyan eh. Yun ang condition. Do you see how exclusive that is? It's for those who believe. Look at another passage. In John chapter 10, verse 9, Jesus is saying to the people, I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be. So whoever doesn't enter through him will not be saved. The opposite is true. They will come in and go out and find pasture. It's symbolizing heaven. Symbolizing eternity. Eternal life. And then he mentioned this passage, which is very familiar for all of us. The thief, which is Satan, comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. Do you see the goal of Satan? It's just to steal us, kill us, and destroy us. So if Satan wants to lure your heart, he's going to send a poggy or beautiful girl or pogging guy just to distract you, but doesn't love the Lord, only to steal your heart, kill your heart, Destroy that. Wag kang magpaloko. Sabi mo sa katabi mo, wag kang magpaloko. Naloko ka na. Wag mo nang ulitin. Kaya nga eh. Yun, nakita mo yung difference? I hope you understand that, ha? That the thief, Satan, that's his goal. So wag kang magpaloko. But Jesus, look at the opposite, look at the opposite. I have come, Jesus came here, that you and me may have life and have it to what? The full, in an abundant kind of life here on earth and of course in the future with Him in heaven. Do you know how exclusive that is? Only those who are part of His family. Those who enter through Him. And look at another passage. John 14, 6. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except... So no one goes to God the Father except through Jesus Christ. Do you know how exclusive that is? A lot of people couldn't accept that. Because everybody wants to, or a lot of people would say, dapat accepting si God of everyone regardless of what they believe. No. God loves everyone, yes. But He wants people to believe in Him. If you don't believe in Him, He gave the solution already. He sacrificed His life. Jesus sacrificed His life already for you and me. He paid the penalty of sin already because He loves us dearly. But if we don't put our faith in Him, then we're in big trouble. Because God is very exclusive. He loves everyone, but not everyone goes to heaven. Only those who have faith in Him. That's why Paul said, do not be yoked together with someone who doesn't love the Lord. Ngayon palang, build that strong conviction. I need to look for someone who doesn't love, oh, who doesn't love, who loves the Lord. I need to look, and we edit it, I need to look for, for someone who loves the Lord. It's for my protection, and in the future, for the blessing that God will offer to me. That's for our protection. That's why Paul said that. And I've seen many people, they force a wrong relationship. And eventually, you know, in the end, and damning consequences. They get hurt. They get, uh, they get distracted. It even affects their relationship with their family. Because the family or the parents are saying, I don't like that person for you. But they force it, so they run away. Some elope, nagtanan sila. Some get pregnant, and as a result, they don't have a m money to pay for their kids, to pay for the, you know, just, just their family. And the guy doesn't want to marry the girl, or the girl doesn't want to do, any, have to do anything with the baby, so my abortion. That's why there's so many evil going on. That's why there's divorce left and right, annulment left and right. All because we don't honor God with what He said to us. Do not be yoked together with someone who doesn't love the Lord. And let's be honest, if you look around, there's so many beautiful and guapo people here. Am I right? Tinan mo yung katabi mo? Pogi ba yan? Maganda ba yan? Sabi mo sa katabi mo, bakit ka pa nagahanap sa iba? Nandito lang sa Elevate. Okay, so wag muna, wag muna. Because the right, the next conviction, okay? I'm not encouraging you to be in a relationship right now, okay? No, no, don't get me wrong, okay? Don't get me wrong. So what's our message again? Pursue 
the right convictions. Number one, the right person. Look for the person who loves the Lord. And second, ito, just to clarify what I was saying earlier, the right time. Yeah. So what do I mean with the right time? Be the right person first before pursuing a romantic relationship. Again, for a lot of you, this is so basic. You know this already. But again, that's why I'm repeating it. Because even if you hear this many times, or you've heard this many times already, we just force our feelings or our heart's desire. And the key is the conviction. Okay, this is my conviction. Right time, right time. Be the right person first before pursuing a romantic relationship. So it's just like me being the right person. So you look, when you say right person, look for the, someone who loves the Lord. And then eventually, you know, you wait. Right time. Be the right person first. What do I mean when you say be the right person? Because this is quite a gray area. For a lot of people, you know, different convictions on this. For some people, they're still studying and then the parents would allow them to be in a relationship. For some people, they're very strict. No, you cannot be in a relationship. Here in Elevate, we highly discourage you to be in a relationship while you're still studying. We don't judge you. We don't condemn you if you're in a relationship. But we highly discourage you to be in a relationship while you're still studying. Why? Because of the right time principle. What's the right time principle? Are you ready emotionally for that relationship? Of course, your heart would say, ready ka na, ready ka na. Kasi love mo eh. Are you ready physically? Ready ka na, ready ka na. When you say ready physically, you're thinking about marriage already. In the, in the near future, do you have the money? Do you have the sustenance? Physically, are you capable of, you know, eventually, couple of years, three years from now, not staying with your family and being with your spouse you know, not being in, with your family. For some girls, they cannot afford that. I still want to be with my family. You're not ready physically. Are you ready spiritually? Can you lead that woman spiritually closer to God? Or are, as a woman, can you help your boyfriend or that future husband be closer to God? Are you both Ready. That's why the right time principle is very important. Where can we find that? In the scripture. Look at Genesis chapter 2. You know, Genesis is a theological book. If you want to understand more about God, you read Genesis. Especially of who God is. That He is God, our Creator. You can see that in Genesis. And look at the other design of God, especially on relationships. Genesis chapter 2 verse 15. Look at what He said. The Lord God, what happened? Took the man and what? Put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. When God created Adam, the first thing that God did was gave Adam responsibility to prepare him. You do this work. You take care of this field. You name all the animals. You take, all of, take care of all of these things. You make sure that you're responsible. Then after he said that, look at the next part. And the Lord God commanded the man. He gave him rules. You are free to eat from any tree in the garden. He gave him a command. Just for him to realize, Sino ba ang God? Ikaw ba o ako? Of course, Adam realized, Okay, you're God. You set the rules. You set the guidelines. I'm here to obey. You set the, the direction of this entire universe, of this entire world. So I'm here to obey. So Adam understood, I need to be responsible. Adam understood, I have a maker. I need to follow my maker, my Lord. I need to get his blessing. So there were commandments that God has given specifically to Adam. And then when Adam was ready, look at verse 17. But you, Verse 17, you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, for when you eat on it, you will certainly die. So this is part of the rules. And then verse 18, basahin natin to. The Lord God said, it is not what? Good for the man to be alone. Who decided that the man cannot be alone? God. God was the one who decided that it's not good for you. So if God wants you to get married in the future, it's going to make that happen. Because He's going to decide, you know, this guy, and for, for example, in my case, Marty cannot live alone. He needs someone. I will make a helper suitable for him. Someone that's perfectly fit. Hindi yung katulong na utos-utosan mo. Guys, that's not what it means. When you say helper suitable, someone that's perfectly fit. Can you do this? I know I've shared this with you many times. Can you do this with your hands? Can you do that? That's the Hebrew word of that word helper suitable. It's called ezer kinegdo. Perfectly fit. Look at your fingers. It's perfectly fit. 
So God willing, iba na yung kahawak mo niyan, okay? Huwag mo na ngayon. Don't dream about it. Nag-isip na kayo, saan na siya to? Okay, so don't dream about it yet. But the point is, God decided this guy, it's not good for him to be alone. I will make, look at that, I will create a helper suitable. Yung bagay sa kanya. Someone that is perfectly fit for him. You see, the responsibility came first. The rules came first before the relationship. Do you see that? The responsibility came first. You need to be responsible. The rules then, then came second. You need to know your, the, the, the rules uh, here on earth, what pleases God. And then when you're ready, then the relationship can happen. Do you see the order? That's why I like Genesis chapter 2. Because it shows the right time conviction. I need to be right first with God. I need to be responsible first. So when you're studying, that's why we highly discourage you to be in a relationship because you still have so many responsibilities. And then you're going to meet a lot of young people. That's why a lot of relationships in high school, they get so skewed when it comes to college already. Because one reason, you study in different colleges. Another reason, you're in group mates with another girl that's cute. And then the other girl got get jealous. Right? Those things happen. So to avoid that, okay, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. A right time. Right time. And eventually, if God wants you to get married, then you're going to experience that relationship. So why rush? And you ask your seatmate, bakit ka ba nagmamadali? Some would say, kasi may coronavirus, okay? Pag namatay na, wala na, okay? But here's the thing, when you're studying, and here's the thing, huh? here's, here's, our, here's my conviction, my principle. When you're studying, you're not getting married next year. You're not getting married two years from now. You're not getting married three years from now. Because you're still studying. You're still in high school or you're still in college. You need to finish all of those things. And even for a lot of people who graduated already, they cannot get married after a year or two. They need to have a job. Bikayanga may write, may ready physically. Because look at this statement. Ah. Romantic relationship becomes more beautiful when we take our responsibility seriously. A lot of people, they are not okay relationally because the husband is irresponsible. Puro ML ng ML. Mag-asawa na ML pa rin ng ML. Dota pa rin ng Dota, Right? And then the woman had to take all the responsibilities for herself and for the family. Right? So I've heard stories like that. And they're struggling financially because they don't have money. And the woman is the one stepping up. So that's why, and then eventually the guy gets insecure because the woman has more salary than him. So he feels bad. And then he starts working. And then he finds another girl at work who understands him. And then adultery comes into the picture. There's so many stories like that. And it starts because someone was irresponsible. That's why, ngayon palang, focus on your responsibilities first. Because romantic relationship becomes more beautiful when we take our responsibilities seriously. And if we're not responsible, you don't graduate from college, you don't do your responsibilities, you're going to carry that when you're married, when you have a, re a relationship already, and it's going to affect your relationships. Because when you're married, let's say you don't wash the dishes, you don't clean the bathroom, what's going to happen when you're married? Right? You don't have the money to, you know, to pay a helper to clean that. So who's going to do it? Don't do that in the family. I also don't do that. So what's going to happen? Wala nagluluto. Paggrab lang kayo. Eh, wala kayong pera. So what's gonna happen with you? You're not gonna eat. You're gonna die. Then, so, then eventually, it's gonna kick in in your mind. Okay, I'm gonna just go home. I'm not gonna stay with you already anymore. Of course, your parents would welcome you. Sige, dito ka na anak. Sige, responsible talaga yung asawa mo. Right? It's just crazy, but that's happening. You know, these stories are funny, but it's just, it's happening all around. Because people are not responsible. We need to learn to be responsible. What's our message again? Pursue the right conviction. So number one, the right person. Okay, so the right person. Look for someone who loves the Lord. So in other words, what I'm saying is, it's okay to have a crush. It's okay to like someone. Okay lang yan. Okay? Okay lang talaga. But, always remember the right time. The right time. The right timing to, to send that message. Some of you, talagang wala nang control. Sinesenda lang lahat. Aminin ko na. 
meaning ko na, I like you. Kaya, di ba? Baka maunahan pa ako, right? Uh, listen to me. Let me give you a secret, ah. If God wants you to marry that girl or that guy, kahit maunahan ka pa, it's never gonna work. You will get married to that person. Okay? Uh, listen to me here. If God wants you to marry that girl, kahit na maibang mas guwapo pa sa'yo, mas maganda pa sa'yo, it's not gonna work with that other or those people. Because if that's for you, God will make that happen. That's what happened to Adam, okay? So don't lose hope. Don't have this mindset na naku, maunahan ako, naku. What if, ang galing ng style niya. No. Just like when I was courting my, my atid before she became my wife. There were people who like her, right? Naunahan ako, pero kalma ko eh. Lion. Kakampi ko si God eh. <laughs> so, just, just relax, relax. Right convictions, right convictions. So number one, the right person conviction, the right time conviction. Number three, the right guide conviction. Get the blessing of your authorities. Always involve the authorities in your life to guide you. Because some people, sad to say, the reason why they get hurt or they cannot handle their, their emotions properly, they have the wrong guide. Either their guide doesn't love the Lord or either their guide gives them wrong advice na okay lang yan, gawin mo to, do all of these crazy things, follow what the world is doing. Get the right guide, the blessing specifically of your authorities. Where can we find that in the scriptures? Let me give you two stories. Number one is in Genesis 24, the love story of Isaac. Now, if you look at the scriptures, there are two key love stories that you can, romantic love stories that you can see there. Number one is the story of Isaac, and the other one is the story of Ruth. The other love stories, it's like, it's, it's not like a really good love story, but for these love stories, it seems somehow ideal, we, we cannot practice it here right now because it's a different culture. For example, in Isaac's case, it was an arranged marriage. We don't do that here. I mean, what if, let's, you know, imagine doing that here. Okay, anak, sorry, but you're going to marry this girl even if you don't like this, this girl. That's what, that's what happened before they do some arranged marriage. But somehow, God orchestrated the love story of Isaac and they were blessed. How can I prove that? Let's show, let me show you this passage in verse 3 of chapter 24. I want you, so Abraham was talking to his servant, I want you to swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of earth, that you will not get a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites. Not right person. Look for someone who loves the Lord. The Canaanites doesn't love the Lord. They were evil people. They follow different gods, idols. So they were living in that area. So must comfortable and must easy, or it's easier for Isaac to look for girls around that area, in the Canaanite area. But for Abraham, no. You go to where I stayed, where I live, and you look for someone there. But you will, will go to my country, my own relatives, and get a wife for my son, Isaac. Now, it, this is not the sobrang close na relative like, like kapatinya or something, but some, someone related to them. Someone who also follows the Lord. Or someone, someone who's connected to Abraham. So Isaac, eventually after so many verses, I'm just summarizing what happened. So the servant went to the land of Abraham where he grew up. And then he met this girl, uh, Rebecca. And then eventually Rebecca agreed and then brought Rebecca to Isaac. So before Isaac saw Rebecca, look at what happened. Isaac already knew that this is going to happen. That the servant was looking for a wife for him. So Isaac didn't look for anyone else around that area. He was just waiting. How do we know he was just waiting? Isaac had come from Bir Lahai Roy, where he was living in the Negev. And then he went out to the field one evening to meditate. I don't know what he was talking, thinking about. Maybe he was praying, Lord, ang tagal naman ng servant. Maganda kaya yung girl. Will she like me? Will I really love her? So maybe there, there, were the, there were those questions. Or maybe he was thinking, but there's this girl in that Canaanite area. Cute naman. But I know, hindi mo, hindi okay. Ayaw ni daddy doon. So, oh, sige, sige. So, nagbe We don't know, okay? I really don't know. I'm just guessing that maybe this was his, what's in his mind. So as he looked up, eventually after maybe meditating, praying, he saw Kamas approaching. Uy, I think this is the servant already. So when he saw the Kamas approaching, Rebecca also looked up. 
So, siguro nakagano si Rebecca and then napatingin siya. Okay, di ba? So, parang love story talaga eh. Parang K-drama, okay? So, Rebecca also looked up and then, sinuuna niya kita. Oh, di ba? He saw Isa. Sino yun? Oh, di ba? Who's that guy? Okay? So, and then eventually, they stopped and she got down from her camel and then asked the servant, who's that man in the field. Oh, napansin niya kagad eh. So maybe there was an attraction already because napansin niya kagad si Isaac eh. Who's that cute guy coming to us? So if, even Isaac was so excited, he came down and then he was going to meet the servant and the girl. So maybe he noticed already, sino yung, eh medyo nakakover ng konti. So hindi ko makita, okay ba itsura niya? Baka puro pimpo. So I don't know what he was thinking. Okay, no. I don't know if it was there. Okay, so... So, wala naman siguro, siguro medyo curious na siya. And then eventually, the guy said, he is my master, and the servant answered, okay, so she took her veil off. Nagpakitang gilas na si Rebecca. Ay, siya na pala yun. Wait lang. Oh, ano ba na makita na siya? Look at me. Okay, so, that covered herself. And then the servant told Isaac, eventually the servant was the one who approached. Siguro parang ako si Isaac, huwag na na nga, gusto ko nang kausapin eh. Pero Isaac was just listening, and then eventually, you know, God spoke to him. I believe God spoke to him. So Isaac, kinuha niya yung girl, ganun to kabilis before. Ha? This is, again, this is their culture. I'm not saying you do it here, na pag may nakita kang girl, halika. Halika na, halika na. Let's get married, okay? During that time, ganun kabilis. So brought her into the tent of his mother, Sarah. He married her, and look at the blessing of God. She became his wife. He loved her. You know, God was the one who steered their hearts both. And Isaac, because her mother, his mother died already, Isaac was comforted after his mother's death. There was comfort, there was love, there, were, there was blessing when we follow the authorities that God has given us. Another story, see Ruth the man, okay? So we, you know what happened to Ruth? He was married and then his husband died and her husband died. And then Naomi, her mother-in-law, he, she stayed with her mother-in-law and they went back to Israel or to their land and then there, kasi during that time, uso din, ang culture nila, is if my husband die, someone related to my husband should take his place and be what they call a kingsman redeemer. To continue the line. So either the brother of my husband or a close relative. So during that time, it was a culture. So now we don't practice that. Let's say you're the brother, you get married, and then your, your kuya died who got married. Hindi naman ibig sabihin ikaw yung mapapangasawa ng asawa niya, okay? We do do that right now. But during that time, that was the culture. And then eventually, that guy's name is Boaz, who is closely related to Ruth's husband. Napansin na ni Boaz si Ruth. So when Boaz took notice of Ruth, he really gave her extra, you know, treat, a good treatment, Ma, uh, monetary blessing, like the, the, in the field, they, he, she, he gave her much uh, yung mga crops for her and her mother-in-law, Naomi. And I believe Naomi noticed na parang gusto ka nitong guy na to. So eventually, one day, Ruth's mother-in-law, Naomi, was talking to, to Ruth. Sabi niya, my daughter, you know, I must find a home for you where you will be provided for. And I think this guy, Boaz, I think he likes you. With whose woman you have been working. So you've been working with him in his field, right? And medyo mas matanda si Boaz, maybe around 20 years older than Ruth. I think that's the estimate, or 15 years older. So sabi ni Naomi, okay, he's a relative of ours, closely related. Tonight, he will be winnowing barley on the threshing floor. A usual act that they were doing. Because he's the owner of this, of this entire field. So he's going to do his usual job. So I want you, look at what Naomi saying here. I want you to wash. Okay, maligo ka. You know, maligo ka eh. Put on perfume, magpabango ka. Get dressed, magpaganda ka. Do you see the, the principles of the mother-in-law? What is she saying here? That's why we have to listen to our parents, to our authorities. Get dressed in your best clothes. So it's not wrong na magpaganda ka when you're in Elevate or when you are in serving the Lord. Not so that someone will notice you, but of course, you give your best to God. But in this case, you go down. So again, this is their culture. Huh? I'm not saying girls na kayo yung kumuha ng guy. Okay? Because in their case, parang ganyan yung story. You go to the guy, magpaganda ka. And so what did Naomi say? Go down to the threshing floor where Boaz is. Don't let him know you are there. So parang sneaky pa, magtago ka. 
Eventually, gulatin mo siya, okay, I'm here. Right? So when he's finished eating and drinking, then you talk to him and you let him know that he's a kingsman redeemer, someone who needs to take his responsibilities seriously and to take you as his wife. Do you see the story there? And eventually it happened. They got married. And do you know, because of their marriage, both of them had children. And their, child, their child was the great-grandfather or the grandfather of David. It wouldn't have happened if they didn't follow the authorities. That's why the right guide is very important. Let's read this together. Authorities are given, what? Not to prohibit us, but to protect us. Some of us, even when we listen to pastors or to our D-group leaders or to some spiritual authority, we think that what they're saying is to prohibit us. No. It's to protect us. Hindi KJ yung mga authority na ginagamit ni Lord. Yes, at first you feel like ang KJ naman niya. That's old school. But eventually you'll realize, when you get hurt already, you'll realize na hindi pala siya KJ. Tama pala yun. I should have listened. Now, there's another story, but you can't find that in the Bible, but I've asked my wife to share her story of how this was a blessing to her. So let's all welcome Mrs. Astrid Okaya. So can we have the mic? Hello. Hello. <laughs> so, bro. Over. Hello, I'm Atiyad. It's nice to meet all of you. My parents committed their lives to the Lord and began serving actively in CCF when I was just three years old. Growing up, there was one verse that my parents always asked us to memorize and practice. It was in Ephesians 6 verse 1 and it reads, Obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. This was the first biblical conviction my parents taught me to follow. They asked us to recite this in front of them and whenever, whenever we were caught disobeying them, they would ask us to recite it again. Grabbing <laughs> brainwashing. So, as a child who believed everything her parents said, I just obeyed them because they said so. But, of course, obedience became harder as I grew older. High school introduced me to the world of boys. Kasi all-girls school ako eh. And, of course, peer pressure. And then college introduced me to romantic relationships. When it came to relationships, my parents' convictions were very clear. Practice your right priorities. Focus on your studies. No boyfriend while studying. But with classmates getting suitors and boyfriends left and right, siyempre, naingit ako. So there were several times when I tried to get around this golden rule of my parents by having unlabeled relationships with guys. Uh, during our time, we called it MU. Ginagamit niyo pa ba yun? Ay, good! Magka-generation tayo. So, di ba MU? Anong sabi ng MU? Mutual understanding or mag-un, di ba? <laughs> Malabong usapan, yes. Isa rin yun. So it was having MU, it's having a mutual understanding that you like each other, but there was no commitment, di ba? No promises. Friends lang ang label nyo. So if biglang lumayo yung isa or nagkaroon ng iba, bawal magalit. Kasi hindi naman kayo. Okay? So ang labo, di ba? Malabo talaga. So I had MUs also with uh, guys who did not love the Lord. Okay, so this of course led to a lot of hurt and tears. Looking back, I realized how we played carelessly with our emotions and each other's hearts. So with my mind more open to the world, I began to question the convictions my parents taught me. I had to challenge myself to think about why I believed what I believed. It's not enough anymore to obey just because my parents or Sunday school teacher said so, but I had to get to know God who made these commands. So in high school, that's when I seriously read the Bible, believed the words with all my heart, and finally made the decision to make Jesus not only the Savior of my life, but also the Lord and Master of my life. That means I am not the master of my life anymore. Loving God means following His commands. 
So as I grew deeper in my relationship with God, I followed the biblical convictions my parents taught me, not just because they said so, but because I truly believed it for myself. I slowly de developed my biblical convictions that guided and protected my life. In the area of my love life, I committed to obey my parents and trust their wisdom, to stay pure and marry a guy who truly loved the Lord. And of course, my convictions were tested right away. In the years that followed, I experienced two major heartbreaks, one after another. Looking back now, I realized that both instances were very similar. It was like a cycle that God allowed so that I might learn my lesson. Unfortunately, I had to learn it the hard way. In both instances, I started as really good friends with them. As in, kabarkada mo, close friends kayo, best friends. Diba? Ang uso yan eh. In both instances, they both loved and served the Lord, genuinely, which led me to think maybe He's the one. In both instances also, we served in the same ministry, parang ganito, J-Zone pa yung tawag nun. We served in the same ministry and started developing feelings with each other along the way. However, in both cases also, my parents did not approve of the relationship because we were too young and not ready to get married. In my strong desire to keep the relationships, I resented my parents' advice and turned a deaf ear to them. I felt like I've been obeying them for most of my life, so I think, deserve ko to. I tried to fight for the relationship by hiding it from them and my spiritual authorities. This caused a great rift between me and my parents and my family, most especially between me and God. There was a lot of shame and guilt in my heart that kept me awake and crying at night. I knew it was not honoring to God anymore. So in both relationships, we had to separate, which caused us both much heartbreak. So all throughout this time, the Holy Spirit always reminded me of Ephesians 6 verse 1. Nung bata pa ako, memorize ko. Obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. It was this time that I discovered and understood better the second part of the verse which says, Honor your father and mother which is the first commandment with a promise so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life. What struck me most was the phrase, It is the first commandment with a promise. Honoring and obeying your parents is so important to God that He attached a special promise to it that it will go well with us and we will enjoy long life or a life with meaning and quality. It's a promise of protection. So think of your authorities in your life like an umbrella of protection. Mayroon ako, Marty. Hi. Ayon, ay asan na? Okay, lalabas din yan. There. Think of the authorities in your life like an umbrella of protection. God is our ultimate authority, the biggest umbrella. And under Him are the authorities He set in our lives. So just as an umbrella protects us from rain or debris, God uses authorities to protect us from harm and pain as well. After I learned this principle, honoring and obeying my parents became easier. It was then that I decided to really honor God and my parents. I confessed, repented, and focused on serving the Lord. So after some years of being truly single, and truly serving the Lord, I started to get worried naman. Kasi tumatanda na ako. 25, 26 na ako. Eh, ang goal ko noon, 23 years old, magpakasal ako. Eh, nasa 26 na ako. May friends, yung mga kabarkada ko, were getting married one by one, and I felt like naiiwan na ako. But God kept impressing in my heart, don't worry, Atid, just keep being faithful to me. I will send him to you. So maybe most of you don't uh, know, I served also as a campus missionary with Elevate um, for 11 years. Okay? Then, so yun yung sabi ni God, just keep being faithful, I will send him to you. Then, one beautiful Saturday morning, <laughs> ano, ano nangyari? <laughs> so I was being faithful to the Lord. No? I was training. I was training some Elevate leaders. I J-Zone pa, pala nun. I was training some J-Zone leaders for this upcoming retreat. And 
the door at the back opens in the middle of my training. Sabi ko, sino ba tong late na to? Yan. Then, a familiar face walks in. It was Marty. Yeah. <laughs> so, kitang-kita ko kasi late siya eh. Diba? Kung ba to? So, um, actually, Marty was a new leader that time. I was not attracted to him yet. Hindi <laughs> ko siya type. <laughs> But, I kept an eye on him kasi maraming girls may gusto sa kanya. Kasi previously, sa single siya nag-serve, kumakanta siya, nagpa-piano siya. He was actually one of the most coveted bachelors of that time. Oh, diba? So, parang ko, hmm, sino to? Okay. Go, okay. So, nung time na yon, so si Marty, he joined the youth ministry. He was a new leader. There were many opportunities for us to get to know one another since I was already a campus missionary at that time. So, of course, I saw his great love for God and yun na, my feelings grew for him. Pero kinabahan na ako. Psycho, parang familiar tong scenario na to. Serving together, nagkakagustuhan. So, it was just like how my past two heartbreaks began. So, was God teaching me another lesson? So, Si Marty, he confessed his feelings to me one day and he, he said he wanted to court me. But this time, I was determined to obey God and involve my parents. Kasi 26 na ako noon. So I, could, I cannot afford to make mistakes. Gusto ko na magkaanak, di ba? Okay. So the first thing I told him was, ask permission from my father first. So Marty talked to my dad and he was very clear with his intentions. He wanted to get into a courtship that will lead to marriage. Since we were of age, matanda na kami, <laughs> Dad gave his blessing. And when Marty started courting me, I was so surprised at how quickly and easily we got along with one another. How our families instantly loved each other and how we had the common passion and direction, which is to minister to the youth. Because our parents were very involved in our courtship, They helped us make decisions in our relationship. They helped me assess if, if Marty was the right husband for me. They helped us come up with boundaries to protect our purity. They helped us discern the right time to get married. God used our parents to protect us from making wrong choices in our relationship. And so after two years, we got married. So looking back, you know, Looking back, I can say with much confidence that there are no regrets when we choose to obey God and the authorities He set in our lives. The moment we disobey or compromise even for just a little bit, we step out from the, umbre from the umbrella of protection and we expose ourselves to pain and consequences. There may be a lot of times when we don't understand our parents, our authorities, or you may feel that they're unreasonable or old-fashioned, Maybe your parents don't, don't know the Lord yet and they themselves are not good examples to you. But they are your parents for a reason and a purpose. If you ask the Lord for wisdom how to obey and honor them, I'm sure He will guide you. And for those of you who have failed, I encourage you to turn back to God. It says in Psalm 51 that God will not despise a broken and contrite heart. He is willing to forgive you and restore you If you are willing. Some, let me leave you with this verse. Psalm 37 verse 4 says, Delight yourself in the Lord and He will give you the desires of your heart. The focus here is not the desires of your heart. The focus is delighting yourself in the Lord. Make it, make it your priority to delight in the Lord first. By obeying God, being faithful to Him, developing the right biblical convictions as early as now, obeying your parents and your authorities. And you can watch how He will take care of your desires according to His perfect timing and His perfect ways. Thank you. You know, I really, I'm really glad, of course, that God revealed Himself to Astrid, to Atid, and of course to myself also during that time of courtship. And if we didn't follow the right authorities, the right guide, can you show this picture? Wala yan. All right? I mean, I've shown you so many pictures of our family.
Pero we won't experience that. Again, the protection and the blessing. That's why we pursue, what's our message? The right convictions. So what's the first one? The right person, the right time, the right guard, and finally, the right heart. What do I mean when, when I say the right heart? In other words, every single one of us, especially you guys, you're not yet married, you should have marriage as your ultimate goal when you pursue a romantic relationship. It's not because you just want to be with that person. It's not just because you want the sex, the, the activity, the, the feeling that's really good. Because some people, that's what they want. That's why they are in a romantic relationship. That's wrong. You're just going to hurt people. You're just going to damage yourself as well. The right heart is very important. Where can we find that? Look at Genesis. Let's go back to Genesis, the theological book that Moses wrote. The Lord God made a woman from the rib he had taken out of the man. He brought her to the man. And then afterwards, they were the first one God married. That is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife and they become? That's marriage. That's the ultimate goal of any romantic relationship. If that's not in your heart, then you're in the big trouble. You're in big trouble. If that's not what you, that's not your conviction, then you're going to hurt a lot of people. Sad to say, some of the guys, that's their conviction. It's not marriage. It's just, I just want to be in a relationship. Get as many girlfriends as I can, and then if it's the right time, I'm just going to get married. That's, that hurts a lot of women. And some women are like that too. I'm just going to get a lot of guys and just hurt them and eventually move to another guy or pagsabayin ko, and it just hurts people. No, seriously, there are people who are like that. Crazy. Very crazy. I don't want any of you to have that kind of mindset or heart. That's why the last conviction that I want you to have is the right heart. What's our message again? Pursue the right convictions. What are those things? The right person. The right person conviction. Lord, teach me to look for the person who loves you. Lord, help me pursue that person or to wait for that person and have the right time to entertain that person. And Lord, lead me to the right guide so that I won't be swayed to the left or, or to the left or to the right or to any wrong direction. Just give me the right people that will guide me. And Lord, as I pursue this or whatever you want from my life, please teach me to have the right heart so that I will not cause pain to other people. Because the opposite is bad. When you have the wrong convictions, let's say you have the wrong person, or you do it the wrong time, or you have the wrong guide, or you have the wrong heart, you know what happens? When it's wrong, we get hurt a lot. Right? When it's the wrong person, you're going to get hurt. When it's the wrong time, you're going to get hurt. When, you're when you listen to the wrong guide, you will get hurt. And when you have the wrong heart, you will cause pain, and you will get hurt as well. But when it's the right... We get hurt too. I'm not saying that you're not going to get hurt because waiting also causes pain. Waiting makes you impatient, but we are blessed in the end. Yes, there's a little bit of pain. Yes, there's a little bit of pain because you have to let go. You have to control your emotions. You have to stop texting that person or showing your feelings to that person because it's not yet the right time. You just have to be friends, really good friends, and really wait on the Lord, and it's hurt. It's painful a little bit. But in the end, you're going to be blessed because you're on God's side. What's our message again? Pursue right convictions. Let me end with this story. There's this young lady and she got really hurt because she was in a relationship for a couple of years. And she got really hurt because the guy who was his, her boyfriend cheated on her. So eventually, she found out and uh, she went home crying. She was in college. She was crying. She went home. She couldn't study anymore. And her dad was there at home because her dad was a painter. Uh, she, he's an artist. So he, his work is just at home. He draws something, paints it, and then sells it. That's his job. So he noticed that some, his, his daughter went in, uh, went, came home earlier than the usual. So when he, she came home earlier, she was crying. She went to the kitchen because usually when you're in a heartbreaking situation, you will eat a lot of food, right? So she was in the kitchen getting the ice cream and eating, indulging herself. I don't want to live anymore and crying, eating the chips. 
So she was doing those things, and her dad, his, her dad notices it. So the dad said, okay, what's, what's happening to my daughter? So the dad just went to the kitchen, and then she, he saw his daughter crying, and then, dad, I don't want to live anymore. Now, why? What happened? You remember that guy, the, ano ba magandang name? Let's say, Cholo. Okay, so, remember that. Sorry, 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 Josh. <laughs> Okay, remember that, that guy, he cheated on me. I mean, we've been together two years already. And then he, he cheated and uh, I'm devastated. I don't want to eat anymore. Why are you eating? I don't want to study anymore. I don't want to go to school because I will see him and I will really, really get hurt. Okay? And then the dad prayed for the girl, for, for his daughter. And eventually the dad showed the daughter the pencil, a pencil. Because he was currently drawing and then sabi niya, okay, you know, honey, after praying, sabi niya, you know, honey, what you're experiencing is somehow, somehow connected to what I've experienced every time I draw. Every time I draw and I get frustrated because he has something in his mind, okay, na I want this kind of, uh, this is my idea, this is what I want to happen in this drawing, in this artwork. And then sometimes he gets frustrated. And when he gets frustrated, he breaks his pencil. He breaks it like this. And then he throws it to the ground. He breaks it and throws it to the ground. And a lot of artists are like that. So the, the father is saying a lot of artists are like that. When they get frustrated, they break the pencil and they throw it to the ground. For some people, some of the artists, the father said, you know, for some of the artists, they just throw it away. And it's a waste of money. You pay for it like a dollar or something and then you waste it. It's a good, it's a good pencil. But you know, after I calmed myself, sabi ng dad and sa daughter, after I calmed myself, I just, you know, set my heart right, okay? You know, I broke the pencil, I'm frustrated. I get the pencil again, the two pencils. And then instead of wasting it, I get the sharpener, and then I start sharpening both pencils again so that I can use it, right? So that it's not a waste of money, so that the brokenness will not be wasted. So eventually, I will have sorry, but I will have two usable pencils instead of wasting them. And the reason why I'm sharing this to you, honey, is that because your brokenness is not a waste of time. God allowed it to happen. But what you do with it is the key. You see, let's look at this slide. The key to make your heart whole lies on what you do when your heart is broken. You got to respond properly. A lot of you have experienced brokenness in your life right now. And you can turn it around. It lies on what you do when your heart is broken. And that's why I want you to have the right convictions. Because those right convictions will help you make your heart whole. That's the kind of response you need to have. If ever God allows you to be in a broken situation, or when you're waiting and it's taking so long in that waiting process and you're hurting, you feel like you're like this broken pencil, you can do something about it instead of wasting it. The key is how you respond to your brokenness. What's our message? Pursue the right convictions. The right person, the right time, the right guide, guide the right heart. And when you do that, protection, blessing, and love will surround your life. What's our message? Pursue the right convictions. Can I pray for you guys? Can you stand up? I don't know how this message has spoken to you. I don't know where you are in your relationship with God. But my prayer, really, sincerely from the bottom of my heart, I really desire that all of you will have the right convictions that you will pursue the right person or you will wait for the right person, that you will do it the right time, be the right person first, and that you will have the right guide, your parents, spiritual authority, your small group leader, someone who you, whom you know that will teach you, help you do it properly. And finally, please have the right heart. Don't try to cause pain to other people. Have the right, right heart. Pursue the right convictions. Can we bow down our heads? I want to pray for two specific groups of people here tonight or this afternoon. First group of people that I want to pray for. 
Maybe for some of you, while you're listening to this message, I mentioned earlier that God's offering of salvation is very exclusive. It's for those who believe in Him. And some of you, you're not sure you're going to heaven. You're not sure if you have a relationship with Jesus. So if you're that person, I want you to humble yourself. Open your heart to God. And say something like this. Jesus, I'm sorry for all my sins. I know you love me. I know you love everyone. But Lord, but Jesus, I know you want me to love you. You want me to receive your gift. Jesus, I ask for your forgiveness. I ask you to turn my life around. And from now on, Jesus, I put my faith in you. Please be my Lord and my Savior. From now on, I'm going to follow you. For the second group of people, I want to pray for Lord, for a lot of us, we are followers of yours. We love you. We've committed our lives to you. But Lord, just like any other person, it's so hard to manage our hearts, our emotions. We get easily deceived. We get easily lured. So I pray that you set our hearts right. I pray that we have these convictions in our hearts to protect us, to bless us in the future, to guide us, Lord. So please, God, help us to have the right person conviction, to look for someone who loves you. Help us, Lord, to do it the right time, not to force our own way, and to trust you. Waiting is hard, but we will trust you. And Lord, help us to listen to the right guide, not to just any other person that, is, that what they're saying is good to our ears, but to someone who really loves us and who loves you. Give us the right guide. And finally, Lord, please transform our hearts because it's very deceitful. Give us the right heart. Thank you, God, for your message. We love you, honor you, and praise your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless Thanks for joining us. We'd love to stay connected with you. So make sure to subscribe to our podcast or connect with an Elevate group through our website. See you at our next podcast.